More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Today on More to Life, be still my anxious heart. Dealing with fear, worry, or anxiety? Are stressful situations getting the best of you? Let us help you find your peace. 877-573-7825. says they want to have a great marriage and family and personal life. Well, the theology of the body reveals how you can actually achieve it. More to life. The happiest couples know how to say I do to each other every moment of every day. Surprising. Relevant. Hopeful. Angela, let's not just settle for stopping your son's behavior. Exactly. Let's talk about the kind of young man you want to raise. Practical, theology of the body-based answers for every part of your life. God's original blueprint didn't include depression and anxiety. Yeah, that's a human invention. God wants to set you free. Let's talk about making that happen. The life you were meant to live through the theology of the body. More to life. Good morning, everyone. You are listening to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. I'm Lisa Popchak. And today's show is Be Still, My Anxious Heart. Are you dealing with fear, worry, or anxiety? Are stressful situations getting the best of you? We want to help you find your peace. Give us a call. The number is 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877 877- Five seven three seven eight two five. I mean, everybody experiences anxiety from time to time, right? Would you say? <laughs> you think? Yeah. You think? And especially these days, if you know you turn on secular news, mm. you're going to be feeling anxious because you're going to be reminded constantly of all the evil in the world and all the things we can't control. So, whether it's the stuff in your own life or that larger global stuff yes we all experience anxiety from time to time well but sometimes they're worse than others right That's and right. so if is fear worry or anxiety stealing your peace maybe there's a particular challenge in your life or relationships that's got you feeling anxious maybe you're stressed about a change you're facing or you're worried for someone you care about your kids your spouse a friend a relative or maybe you just feel a constant undercurrent of anxiety or at least as you were saying you know you're you're watching the news and you're just feeling rattled about everything that's going on in the world whatever the situation is let us help you reclaim your peace and find the grace-filled solutions you're seeking the number 877-573-7825 again that's 877-573 7825. We need to figure out how to sort out what God wants us to do, how He wants us to handle things, how to live in His peace without just denying what's going on in our lives, and we can help you do that in your situation or help you help the other people in your life who are dealing with worry and anxiety. Perhaps it's your children, perhaps it's your spouse or your parents or a sibling or a friend, but everybody knows somebody who's dealing with something that's giving them a sense of anxiousness or worry or stress, and we want to help them, but often we don't know an effective way to do that, and that makes us feel a little helpless and stressed out. So whether you're experiencing fear or worry or anxiety or someone you care about is, 
Let us help you today. Give us a call on More to Life at 877-573-7825. That's 877-573-7825. One thing I want to address right up front, though, is um, as Christians, we often feel guilty if we feel stressed, worried, or anxious. Because, of course, when you look in Scripture, over and over again, it says, you know, Jesus is saying, don't be anxious about anything. You have no anxiety at all. And when we feel anxious or afraid or worried about something, we feel like we're not being good enough Christians. Maybe we're letting God down in some way, and and, and nothing could be further from the truth. You know, um, from the Christian perspective, being peaceful does not mean being blissed out all the time and not having any concerns at all. Uh, what it you know peace is about as saint augustine put it the pursuing the right order in a situation and when things aren't in right order we're we're going to feel some sense of dis-ease right mm-hmm. um but but we can be at peace knowing that god is putting things in order and that he is giving us the grace we need to put those things in order and that's where that peace comes from. So it doesn't come from everything being fine or us pretending that everything is fine. It comes from acknowledging that, yes, you know, there are some messes to clean up. But we are being given the tools and the grace we need to clean up those things. And we can be confident in that grace. Every day on More to Life, we take a look at the topic of the day through the lens of St. John Paul's theology of the body. And um, for folks who aren't aware of what that is, St. John Paul, when he was pope, gave a series of reflections over the course of five years that explained how when we prayerfully reflect on God's creation, we can discover God's plan for living a more abundant life and having healthier, holier relationships. As we're saying, you know, anxiety is common enough. In fact, I I put it past anybody to figure out somebody that they know who hasn't experienced some kind of anxiety. We all feel stressed or worried or anxious at times. But the theology of the body reminds us that it was never God's intention that we we would be anxious. In fact, the first anxiety attack occurred immediately after the fall, when Adam and Eve felt separated from God and each other, and they tried to hide from God. (laughs) You know, we tend to think that anxiety is an unavoidable part of life. But the theology of the body reminds us to look to God's design of the body to understand God's plan for us. And brain scientists tell us that we weren't naturally built to be anxious. In fact, anxiety is a sign that we feel disconnected from the help, support, and our connection to God and others that we were created to live in. Well, that's right. You know, research shows us that even when we're going through hard times, if, underneath it all, we feel securely attached and connected to the people around us, our brains actually produce chemicals that help us stay calm. By contrast, even when we're not facing problems, if we struggle to feel connected to the people in our life, or that connection is being threatened in some way, our brain produces chemicals that make us feel anxious. Anxiety is meant to be a message that says, Go find safe, healthy people to support and help you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And the theology of the body reminds us that biology is theology. You know, by prayerfully reflecting on God's design of our body, we can discern important insights about what it takes to live that healthy, holy life and have healthy, holy relationships. And as we're saying here, the theology of the body and brain science remind us that the key to peace 
isn't running around trying to fix everything first. It's actually seeking union with God and cultivating communion with the people in our lives so that in good times and in bad, we can experience the peace that comes from those secure and grace-filled connections. Well, that sounds great in theory. Let's all, you know, we all want to do that, but we, you know, then that's where it gets kind of sticky in real life. So if you are struggling with fear, worry, or anxiety, if there's a particular challenge that you're facing in your life or relationships that's got you feeling anxious, if you're stressed about a particular change that you're facing or worried about someone you care about, or maybe you're just feeling that constant undercurrent of worry or anxiety, we want to help you reclaim your peace and find the grace-filled solutions you're seeking. 877-573-7825. I want to add to this as an encouragement, but also a bit of an admonishment. If you are saying, oh, you know, no, I can't discuss my anxiety today because there's so much to worry about. I have to keep the TV on and watch what's going on in the world constantly because I need to know. I have to be wringing my hands over if everything's going to be okay with my children or my work situation. And I've got to, you know, deal with other, and I'm too busy being anxious, feeding my anxiety to actually get skills to help me with my anxiety or help me help someone else with their anxiety. I'm going to tell you, you need to stop. You need to give us a call. You need to get those skills because when we feed that anxiety, we are giving an awful lot of power to Satan who wants us so anxious that we can't experience the Holy Spirit and his guidance. Let's take that breath together today. Give us a call at 877-573-7825. Let's talk it out and give you some new skills and some grace from God to break that anxiety so that you can be everything that God wants you to be. 877-573-7825. That's 877-573-7825. 25. Let's take our concerns to the Lord, and then we'll start taking your calls. In the name of the the Father, Father, and the the Son, and the the Holy Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, we come in your presence and we bring to you all those situations in our life and relationships that make us feel anxious. The changes that we face, uh, the worry that we have for the people that we love, the concerns in the world that cause us to feel off balance. We bring all of that to you, Lord, and we ask you to teach us how to respond to those things in ways that glorify you, that help us be our best selves, and that enable us to work for the good of those around us as well. Help us to remember that true peace doesn't come from having everything in perfect order, but rather from connecting with you and the people that you've given to us to support us and love us and encourage us help us to cling to that communion and build do what we can to build that communion so that we can all experience the peace that comes from living in you we ask all of this through the intercession of the blessed virgin mary and in In the name name of the the father Father, and and the the son and and the the holy Holy spirit 
Amen. Pope St. John Paul the Great. Pray for us. Today on More to Life, we are talking with you today about anxiety on our show titled Be Still, My Anxious Heart. If you are struggling with fear, worry, or anxiety, and you're not sure how to break free, give us a call. We will help you find the peace that comes from living in God's grace, as well as help you find those grace-filled solutions you're seeking. 877 573-7825. Let's talk now with Anna, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Ohio on St. Gabriel Radio. Hi, Anna. Welcome to More to Life. How can we help you out today? Um, good morning. Um, a, a few months, well, about a year ago, I called in. Um, I, ha- I had severe anxiety for five years because of an illness that I ended up mm. with, um, which was not mm. diagnosed for two years. And um, I called in about um, uh, about a year ago, suggesting this. Um, I was in level ten pain, and within oh, um, a year and a half, my mother, my dog, my sister, two good friends, died, as well as my husband left me because I wasn't getting well. I wasn't diagnosed oh, yet. Goodness, Anna, so that's horrible. A lot occurred in my life. Yes. But yes. what it did do, you know, I always said that it would be the worst and best thing that ever happened to me, and that's exactly what has happened. The worst being that I have lost five years of my life um, being in pain and getting out of pain. But what I did was I went to the Lord through a novena that I spoke about a year ago called the um, Surrender Novena by Father Delindo Rotan- Rotolo. It's a beautiful novena, which allow, teaches us how to release everything to the Lord. And I probably prayed this for a year, constantly. Mm. And eventually, um, everything, my life um, went, I surrendered everything to God. Everything in my life. I was alone. He became my best friend. He is now um, bringing me out of this illness which was caused from three childhood physical traumas, which manifested Mm. itself 60 years later. But what he's done in my life is not only brought me through anxiety and depression that I had when I was in the level 10 pain, but he is now showing me what my mission is. And it's going to be fabulous and what my life will be. Um, So I cannot recommend this novena anymore. I just, it, it saved my life. It helped save my life when I turned over my life to Jesus and my body started to do what it needed to do to heal myself. Yeah. Um, so that's yeah. what I wanted to share for other people is to go to the Lord, surrender everything, and it will be, it will be amazing what he will do with you. He has moved oh, people Anna. in my life who were unhealthy. He has moved mm-hmm. people in mm-hmm. my life to help me get through this stage. It's just been a beautiful yeah. thing. He has brought me to spiritual directors that I needed as I has, have uh, traversed the spiritual life that I'm on right now. Anna, I thank you so much for calling with this. I want to say a huge amen to what you're saying. I'm very sure that there are people who are hearing what you're saying right now and saying, nope, not me, can't do it, because it's very scary. To surrender to the Lord. I went through something very similar in my life. When I was 20, I was told that I only had two weeks to live. 
I, I was completely bedridden. And I had a moment, not for this novena, but a, a very clear, specific moment with the Lord, who I did have a relationship with already. And I remember so clearly saying, all right, Lord, you know, if this is it, I surrender it all to you. It's all about your will. If if this is the length of my life, if something good will happen because I'm going to die in the next two weeks, you know, I give it to you. And it truly was such a complete surrender and release. And he did, in point of fact, give me many miracles, give, give me healing over time, and brought me to a very different place in my life and a different place in terms of where I was going with things. And it's very scary to do. But when we can begin to even have that conversation through the kind of novena you're talking about, through just saying to God, even, I want to surrender to you, but I'm terrified to, you know, please be in my life. Please help me through this. What you're talking about is really cracking open your heart enough to let God in so that he can transform us into who he wants us to be. And I thank to, you for sharing yeah, it. Thank you so much for, for your witness. Uh, I know it really touched a lot of people's hearts. Definitely. And again, I, I'll, uh, you can, if, if folks are interested, you can just Google um, Surrender Novena, uh, and, and you'll find it uh, right away. Um, and it is a beautiful prayer. Um, I do want to just, just, you know, for, for uh, there are a lot of people, right, who might be tuning in who sort of aren't, maybe don't feel comfortable with the idea of novenas or kind of feel like, well, this is some kind of magic thing. Or It's not at all. Right. And, 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 you know, what I want to point to in, in Anna's call is that she said, you know, ultimately this led her to know what her mission was. Mm-hmm. You know, when we pray, when what God, we're not asking God to magically make everything better. Well, we'd like him to, let's face it. We really would. <laughs> no, but, but, what we're, but what we're really doing, what we're called to do, let's mm-hmm. say, all right, is to learn to be receptive to his grace and responsive to his will. That's right. And so when we when we pray in Avina or we pray in any way, especially if, if we're praying you know, the way God's calling us to, you know, yes, we are asking him for his help. Yes, we're asking him to take things away. But really what we're asking is, especially in the surrender Novena, is you know, help me open up my heart to whatever you're doing in this situation, uh, in my life, through me. Help me know how to respond to all of these things. Um, so it's a very active prayer. It's not just saying, okay, God, make it all go away. It's, it's, it's ultimately, God, show me who you want me to be in this, and let me accept that. And, when, and that's a very powerful prayer, because it, it, it's saying, you know, I want to be God's tool. I want to be his instrument. Well, I want to I be want close to, to him. use me well. Yeah, yeah, and I want him to be close to him no matter what he's asking, whether he's asking me to just be still. And, and possibly be still in my entire life or to actually do something and have a different kind of mission. It's about letting the Holy Spirit in so that we can feel him closely in us, through us, and then we can grow in whatever it is he wants for us. But sometimes that surrender is what we need to be taken to because everything else is just blocking the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives, and he wants to heal us. He wants to heal us. So, Anna, again, thank you for sharing this with all your fellow listeners. We're very grateful for your call. That's again, check out the Surrender Novena that Anna's recommending by just looking it up online. 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. 
The title of the show today is Be Still My Anxious Heart, as we talk about conquering fear, worry, or anxiety, whether that's related to a particular situation that you're going on, that's going on in your life or relationships, or just a constant undercurrent of anxiety for you're not sure why. Let's talk about it and find ways to live in the peace of God's grace and find those grace-filled solutions you're seeking. 877-573-7825. More to Life will continue in just a minute. He is only one of four popes honored as the great. Matthew Bunsen and the Doctors of the Church. St. Leo I was pope at a time when Roman civilization was being overrun by barbarian armies. He stood as a light in the darkness and even saved the city of Rome from destruction by Attila and the Huns. Leo died in 461. For more about the Doctors of the Church, visit doctorsofthechurch.com. Would you get on a plane that doesn't have a pilot? Investing in passive index mutual funds may present the same issue. The Ave Maria mutual funds are actively managed by seasoned investment professionals to help you meet your investment goals in a morally responsible way. Ave Maria funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors could invest in the no-load Ave Maria mutual fund. You can learn more about the Ave Maria mutual funds at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. Hello, Steve Ray here. Everything in the Bible and in the Catholic Church starts with the book of Genesis. It reveals to us God's plan for mankind. Yet Genesis can be daunting, especially given the scientific discoveries of the last few centuries. Well, that's where I come in with my new book, Genesis, a Bible study guide and commentary. Discover a thoroughly Catholic approach to this exciting and dramatic ancient narrative that is so often misunderstood. You can get the book now on the store page at AveMariaRadio.net. Check it out. This program is brought to you in part by Charity Mobile, a proud partner of Ave Maria Radio for over 15 years. Charity Mobile is the pro-life cell phone company and has sent nearly $2 million to thousands of pro-life charities. 4G LTE coverage is available nationwide, and 5% of your monthly plan price goes to your favorite pro-life charity. A video introduction is available at CharityMobile.com. Charity Mobile, everyday living, effortless giving. CharityMobile.com. Welcome back to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and today on More to Life, the show is titled Be Still My Anxious Heart, as we talk about dealing with fear, worry, or anxiety, and finding the peace that God wants us to live in. Join us, 877-573-7825. That's 877-573-7825. 7825. Joining us right now, Damon Owens. He and his wife, Melanie, are the founders of the Theology of the Body-Based Ministry, joyfuleverafter.org. Damon, welcome to More to Life. Thank you, Dr. Greg and Lisa. Always great talking with you guys, and great topic. Oh, my goodness. Well, we love having you with us, and, and you wanted to share some insights from the Theology of the Body on how we can conquer anxiety. Or at least respond yeah, to it. <laughs> it's always a joy. You know, we talk about these these real life issues and situations and callers like Anna and even ourselves when we deal with anxiety, we deal with hurts and even the delights. And certainly in our marriage ministry, all these emotional encounters um, trigger in us. We want to solve them in one hand, but we also want to know the roots of them. And, you know, we speak about some roots in the theology of the body for anxiety. And you've touched on so many important points. It really is about the belonging and there's something about the gifts, whether they're institutional 
like marriage, the family, the church, uh, and then also some very you know intimately personal things that all point to this reality of belonging. And I think one thing that's been very helpful for me is drawing John Paul II's thought on irreplaceable belonging. And what that means to me in, in, in his words is uh, there's something universal, obviously, about relation, relationships, being social creatures. And depending on what your authority is, whether it's neurobiology or sociology, psychology or theology, each of these authorities speaks something to this connection that we have. But it's never enough. We're always seeking more. We always want more love. We want more joy. And that's not a defect. John Paul offers an, a, a vision of the human person that that longing is really an arc. He calls it a vector of aspiration. And it's it's a direction, what sort of vector is. It's aspiring means we're always becoming. So these signs of anxiety to me are sort of the, the dashboard that remind us that we're called for more love, more joy, more belonging. And irreplaceable belonging for me has always described more than just being part of something, but almost speaking to the part of something that just can't simply be replaced. And it, it fills something in me. And if we look at that, then the ultimate fulfillment of that, of course, is love itself, who's God. Amen. And, you know, we, we were making the point earlier that, that peace doesn't come from having all of our problems solved. It, it mm -hmm. comes from the connection that we make with God and others. And the more we f are aware of that connection and feel connected to God and others, the more we can experience peace, even when we're going through hard times. And vice versa, even in good times, if we don't feel that connection, we'll still feel anxious, that it comes ultimately from that. What does the theology of the body have to teach us about that need to pursue communion as a, as a path to peace? Well, one of the big things uh, that the Osbody teaches is that it's not just a supernatural spiritual reality. That gives us an origin. It gives us a destiny. But that it's a very natural. In the natural created material world, we can trust things like our body, like the signs of marriage, like the bonds of motherhood and fatherhood, friendship. These are real sensual things. See, smell, hear, taste, and touch. And we can, we can take peace that there's not this great disconnect between the spiritual and the, and the supernatural and the natural but in fact, these human experiences are created to draw us into the fuller spiritual reality. So I think that's one of the peaceful things. It's not an either or, that their interconnection should give us the peace that it's worth working through. It's worth abiding in. It's worth perfecting our human relationships in preparation and in consultation and in connection with God himself. Amen. Damon, thank you so much for being with us. We always appreciate your insights. And of course, if folks would like to learn more about your good work supporting marriages, I really encourage them to go to joyfuleverafter.org. That's joyfuleverafter.org to learn how the theology of the body can bless your marriage. Again, Damon, thanks for being with us. Always great. God bless you guys. And we are taking your calls, listeners, about overcoming anxiety on our show titled Be Still My Anxious Heart as we talk about grace-filled ways to reclaim our peace and find the solutions we're seeking. Give us a call at 877-573-7825. More to Life will be back with your calls in just a minute. Stick around. The best way for the church to respond to this new woke religion is to actually begin to see it as religious. What they're offering is a new sense of believing, a new sense of belonging, and a new sense of behaving. 
They have new commandments uh, regarding tolerance and inclusivism and multiculturalism and egalitarianism. And what's remarkable about this is that the woke people seem to think that the Christian faith is a barrier. Look, Christianity has always taught that the gospel was a universal message. Christ died for all. All human beings are created in the image and likeness of God. And we all have solidarity in the fact that we sin. And yet the church gets no credit for its great cultural achievements. Look, the church has already welcomed every nation, family, and tribe. We are the first universal people. Cresta in the Afternoon, weekdays at 4 Eastern on EWTN Radio. Father Benedict Groeschel. I don't think people should have negative fears of God. But I think you should get a lump in your throat. You should feel excited. Suppose I was going to take you and introduce you to the Pope or to the President of some country or something. You might get a little lump in your throat. Forget it. Every day, you, I, live and move and have our being in the presence of God. These are the class of feelings we should have. And we should have them to an intense degree if we really had the sight of Almighty God. These feelings are the feelings which we shall have if we realize His presence. And in proportion, as we believe that He is present, we shall have them. And not to have them is not to realize, not to believe that God is present to us. EWTN. Live Truth. Live Catholic. Hi everyone, I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. When a close friend does something to offend you, do you usually assume they meant to be mean? Or instead, do you assume the offense was unintentional? Well, research finds that happily married couples tend to give each other the benefit of the doubt, an outlook that relationship experts call a positive intention frame, because it involves framing offensive actions in the best possible light. These couples assume that most of their spouse's offensive actions stem from miscommunication or misunderstanding, not from bad intentions. Now, having a positive intention frame doesn't mean excusing offensive behavior. Happy couples address bad behavior directly, but they do it in a way that assumes the best about their spouse and lets them save face. Instead of criticizing their spouse, they might complain about the spouse's behavior. See the difference? Criticisms frame the person as the problem. Complaints frame the behavior as the problem. When a couple consistently adopts this attitude about each other, it makes it easier for them to bring up issues, and more likely that those issues can be resolved with a minimum of drama. Get more tips for nurturing a happy marriage in our book, For Better Forever, A Catholic Guide to Lifelong Marriage, or if you'd like more personalized, faith-filled help, visit catholiccounselors.com. Welcome back to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. And today on More to Life, the show is titled Be Still My Anxious Heart as we talk about overcoming fear, worry, and anxiety through the light of God's grace and finding those grace-filled solutions we're looking for in those situations that are causing us to feel stressed, worried, or anxious. Give us a call. The number is 877-573-7825. That's 877-573-7825. Or if you're tuning into the podcast, you can always send us your questions at questions at more, the number two, life radio.com. Questions at more to life radio.com. 
Before we take our next call, though, it's time for uh, some, well, uh, a request from EWTN. A request to help everybody's anxiety go down. Actually, our (laughs) friends at Salt and Light Radio in Idaho need to hear from you next week. They're airing their 2023 Fall Pledge Drive next Wednesday through Friday. So if you are listening in Boise, Twin Falls, Caldwell, Bloomington, or anywhere, please support Salt and Light Radio. And remember, listeners, wherever you're tuning in, to please support your local Catholic station, both with your prayers and your financial support. Let's keep Catholic Radio going strong for decades to come so we can continue supporting you in living a more faithful, abundant life. I think we've all learned over the last few years, and I'm seeing it again so much now, how important Catholic Radio is to all of us. It is a voice of reason and truth and peace in a world where we need a lot of help sorting out all the stuff that's being told to us. I had the privilege this morning of listening to the, some of the news outlets that EWTN gives us. Particularly, I was listening to Teresa's Tomio show, and she was doing a brilliant job with interviews covering what's going on in the world right now. We need Catholic Radio here to help us all really walk in the truth. So please, wherever you are, support your local radio Radio station and EWTN radio. It's vital. And with that, we're taking what your calls about dealing with anxiety on today's show titled Be Still My Anxious Heart, 877-573-7825. Let's talk now with Phil, who's listening to EWTN radio in Texas on Guadalupe Radio. Hi, Phil. Welcome to More to Life. What's going on? Good morning. Um, so I had surgery, back surgery, minimally invasive back surgery back in February, and it was supposed to repair some issues, some pain that I was having radiating down my leg that were causing some mobility challenges with me. Well, soon after the surgery, I started developing the symptoms again, and after Mm -hmm. a couple of rounds of PT, having an MRI, they found out that there are some still some lingering issues in the back with some fluid, some stenosis, stuff like, you know, just the back being worn out, and then they found that my hip needs to be replaced. So I am seeing, I'm triaging it and going to um, orthopedic specialists. I've gone to two, going to two more just to make sure I get a, a good range. And so far, they're saying I need to replace the hip, and then I go follow up with my back doctor tomorrow. And all this is through prayer, adoration, mass. Novenas. Mm-hmm. Uh, in your first caller, the Sorrento Novena. I haven't done that yet, but I'm a big advocate of that. But I'm just trying to find out where God is wanting to lead me through this healing process, or if this is something, if this is a new film, if he's asking me to suffer for his kingdom. Um, so I'm just really surrendering and trying to, trying to hear what God is trying to tell me to do, and I'm having anxiety mm-hmm. over it. And, and just trying to figure out what I need to do because I don't want to have a surgery if the pain is going to continue to be there. Do you understand what I'm saying? Does that make sense? No, of course I do. A whole lot. No, of course I do. Yeah, and and you know that that's I mean that's a really it's a, it's scary on a lot of fronts, right? I mean, so the the idea of thinking about this as the new fill is is scary because you you want to have your your health and your functioning fully restored. The idea of going through surgeries that may or may not work is is scary as well. So when we're facing those kinds of really you know, frightening situations, those ang- anxious situations, it's hard not to feel anxious. Um, I, I, I want to share two things here, though. Um, so the first thing that is the difference between an ang- between anxiety and a concern. 
Uh, and I actually talk about this in my book, Unworried, A Life Without Anxiety, because, you know, people will say, well, life without anxiety, what kind of a come on is that? And, and really, you know, what I, what, I'm, what I talk about in the book is that there is a difference between having an anxiety and having a concern. A concern is, is when we say, there's a problem here. I, I need to do something about that problem. And then we gather resources, we seek support, we, we turn to God, and we try to make a plan for addressing that concern in a stepwise way. And then we can find peace because you know, even while that problem's ongoing, we know that if we walk these steps, we'll be able to get through it. And that's part of what the Surrender Novena is about, is, is really you know, knowing that we are walking the path that God would have us walk uh, and, and surrendering ourselves to that path while we walk it. Um, but a cons- uh, an anxiety, though, is, is different from a concern, uh, where a concern, again, says, okay, there's a problem, now let's make a plan and get support. Anxiety just says, ooh, there's a problem. That's a really big problem. Oh my gosh, what am I going to do about the problem? That problem's going to run me over. I'm never going to be able to handle that problem. What and then gonna- we think of all the problems <laughs> that are going to happen because of the problem, and we just lose our ability to maintain any kind of clarity or peace. So, Phil, I would suggest that the part of the anxiety that you're experiencing is because you're, 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 you're having a hard time making a plan and knowing what the best plan is. But you're, you know, you're, you're praying, you're discerning, and you're bringing it to God. That's the first most important step. And the second most important step is getting good feedback from the doctors in your life who are the experts in that situation. I, I, I want to say this. Um, in terms of, you know, uh, you know, as Catholics, we have a f- very robust theology of suffering, and we can appreciate what God is you know, doing through us and with us and in us in, when we are suffering. But the Church really does encourage us to seek healing wherever we can. You know, there are times when suffering is unavoidable, and life is suffering to some degree, but, but if we can pursue greater health, pursue greater integrity and wholeness, uh, pursue you know, stronger, healthier relationships and a more abundant life, then, then we have an, uh, actually a moral obligation to pursue it. You know, God doesn't want anybody to suffer for suffering's sake. When suffering is unavoidable, then God can use that suffering to bring about wonderful things in our life and the lives of others. But God doesn't ask anybody to suffer needlessly. Uh, and so as you continue to pray through this, you know, I, I want you to realize that, that, you know, that yes, God can make good things come from the suffering that you are enduring. But if you have the opportunity to alleviate or relieve that suffering in any way, and it is a reasonable uh, chance of, of, of finding that relief, then I would really encourage you to seek that, that and, and, and say to you confidently that that is what God wants for you. Because, you know, God created us to be fully alive, to be healthy, and to be fully integrated, mind, body, and spirit, and to have healthy, holy relationships. Sin and, and the fallen world make that difficult at best, um, and, and, but, but God wants to heal that. And everything that God does pulls order out of chaos, healing out of pain, wholeness out of brokenness, and we participate with his grace by seeking those opportunities that God gives us, um, both spiritually and temporally, to seek that healing and wholeness. So as you continue to pray, I really encourage you to, to you know, just look, not so much is there a guarantee that this will work, but is there a reasonable chance that these operations will help you? And if 
if so, I do believe that God would be asking you to take advantage of those opportunities. But keep praying about it and listen to the details as well. So if you're hearing, yes, I should probably have the surgery, you know, and you're getting that spiritual sense, but you're still saying, well, but I don't necessarily know if the people I'm working with right now are doing the right things or detecting it the way they should. If something about the fact that that first surgery didn't take care of everything is giving you that inkling that you should be checking in with other doctors for their opinion as well follow what the Holy Spirit is telling you. It doesn't have to be an all or nothing. Do it step by step. But again, if, 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 invest, if, if as you seek those second opinions and you get feedback that there is a reasonable chance that you would experience relief from your suffering, uh, I, I do believe that, that God would want you to take advantage of those opportunities because in all things, God is calling us toward greater healing, greater wholeness, greater integration, and greater abundance. So, uh, Phil, I, I hope that that gives you some uh, ability to discern this more clearly. Um, we talk more about this, by the way, in, in my book, The Life God Wants You to Have, which walks through the steps of, of healthy discernment. And in particular, um, I, one of the things I recommend in there is the idea that the Holy Spirit is always pushing us toward greater meaningfulness, intimacy, and virtue. Meaningfulness means giving me opportunities to use my gifts and talents to make a positive difference in, in the situation I'm in or the, in the lives of those around me. Intimacy means making my relationships stronger and deeper and healthier in some way. And virtue means using whatever life is throwing at me to become a stronger, healthier, holier person. Uh, and so the Holy Spirit is always nudging us toward that abundant life, which rests on meaningfulness, intimacy, and virtue. So anytime I'm discerning something, one of the questions I want to be reflecting on is, of the options available to me, which do I believe leads to the most reasonable chance of me pursuing greater meaningfulness, intimacy, and virtue in my life? That is almost always, I would, I would say is always, um, the path that God would want me to walk down. Now, sometimes it's not completely clear, and it doesn't just snap into focus by asking those questions, but the more you pray about it, and the more refle you reflect on it, which of these options leads to greater meaningfulness, intimacy, and virtue, the clearer it will be what God is asking you to do. Phil, thank you so much for the call. I hope that these suggestions will be helpful. Again, the resources I mentioned, The Life God Wants You to Have, and also my book on anxiety, Unworried, A Life Without Anxiety, are both available at catholiccounselors.com, where you can also learn about the Pastoral Solutions Institute's pastoral telecounseling practice and work with a faithful professional Catholic counselor to, to help you address that anxiety if you'd like more personal support. I do believe you'll be able to run with the suggestions we've made here, but if you need additional support, those books or the, 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 the pastoral counseling can be a real help to you through this challenging time. You can learn more at catholiccounselors.com. Well, we are taking your calls, listeners, at 877-573-7825 about dealing with anxiety, fear, and worry, whether it's related to a particular situation in your life or relationships, or if you're just experiencing that constant undercurrent of anxiety and you're not sure why. Let us help you find peace and the grace-filled solutions you're seeking. 877-573-7825. As we head out to our break, it's time for our scripture of the day which comes to us from John chapter 16, verse 33. In me, you may have peace. In the world, you will have tribulation. But take heart, I have overcome the world. So earlier, you know, and in fact, throughout the show, we've said that peace comes not so much from having all the stuff fixed in our life, but from being connected and feeling attached to God 
and the people that God has placed in our life. This scripture really emphasizes that. What does it say? What is, where does this scripture say we will find peace? In me, Jesus says. In me, you may have peace. In the world, you will have tribulation. But take heart, I have overcome the world. Jesus is saying that when we get too concerned about the concerns of the world, when we get too consumed by those concerns, that's when we start to lose heart. But when we seek connection, communion with God and with others, especially in difficult times, we can still find peace in the middle of the problems and the grace to respond to those problems in, in ways that lead to the resolution of those concerns. 877-573-7825. More to Life will continue with your calls about overcoming anxiety in just a minute. Stick around. Do you have an unrelated twin, a doppelganger walking around somewhere? I'm Chuck Gatica, and this is Journey Strong. Scripture points to many who may have been actual twins. Doubting Thomas, one of the twelve apostles, may have been a twin. His surname is Didymus, which means double or twofold. Is it possible for each of us to have a twin of sorts, an unrelated person who so closely resembles us that they pass for a twin? Research cited by Dr. Peter Atia indicates that 99.9% of the human genome is identical across all humans. So it is possible that at least one of the billions on Earth could have a slight bit more genetic material that makes them look like me or you. But it isn't just looks. Even certain behavior studies tend to be more similar in lookalikes. The next time someone says you look like George Clooney, research says it's possible. For more on this, look for the Journey Strong tab at the homepage of AveMariaRadio.net. Catholic Connection with Teresa Tomio. We are given many gifts. Everyone is different. And yet when we embrace them, when we accept our gifts and use them as God wants them to be used, His will, not ours, those crosses turn into gifts from which we can learn, grow, and who knows, maybe have an entirely different life than what we planned. Such as the case with me, I never in a million years expected to be in Catholic radio. Never even knew it existed. So the next time you're questioning or struggling, say, okay, God, what can I do with this? What am I supposed to do? Don't bury it. Don't put God in the box and see what he does with that gift, which sometimes comes in the shape of a cross. Catholic Connections, Teresa Tomio. Weekdays, 9 a.m. Eastern on EWTN Radio. Want more tips for living a more joyful, abundant life through the gift of the theology of the body? Well, and follow us on Facebook at More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa, and on Twitter and Instagram at Catholic Counselors. We'll see you there. Thank you for joining us today on More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and today's show is titled Be Still My Anxious Heart as we look for graceful solutions to stress, worry, and anxiety, and the situations that can cause those things. 877-573-7825. Let's talk now with Nerissa, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Ohio. Hi, Nerissa. Welcome to More to Life. What's your question for us? Me and my husband, um, we're newly wed, and we've been together, married for about a year and two months, and I'm finding that 
with my anxiety, it's hard for me to control. And when I get anxious, I get really sad or really angry. And it's making a disconnection between our relationship. And I've been praying. I've been um, reading scripture, memorizing Bible verses. And it's called me, and I was going to go to a counselor, but um, I I was praying, and it said to put your trust in God, and <sighs> I just, um, sure. I heard your, your message, and I would just love to get some advice and talk about it. Of course, of course. Now, Narissa, did you have this anxiety situation going on before you were married? Yes. Yeah. Okay, and you've never sought any kind of counsel for this before? Not wholeheartedly as, as okay. I am now. Okay. Well, I, I want to say God bless you for calling and, and seeking you know some answers here because the fact of the matter is your marriage is doing exactly what it's calling you called to do for you. You know, the sacrament of marriage is really there to help us to help each other heal the damage that sin and the effects of the world has done to each one of us. And the fact that your husband is, is struggling with this and you can't just stay within yourself and feel the anxiety, you know it's now affecting this person you love and he loves you and wants you to heal, I think is a real movement of the Holy Spirit in your life saying, Narissa, I want you to be able to get new skills and, and deal with this better for your sake and for the sake of your marriage. I want to I want to start by addressing one kind of point that you said there where, where you said you were going to seek counseling, but then you got a, a scripture that said trust in God. Um, those are not mutually exclusive. That's right. Um, you know, God works through us. Uh, God gives each of us gifts to be able to bless each other and to help us work for each other's good. And God has given counselors certain gifts to be able to facilitate healing. And so trusting God, you know, means to l- listen to him leading you to the right counselor, to getting the right help, the right support in whatever area in your life that you need to heal. And so, you know, I, I would encourage you to not just say, uh, well, you know, God's telling me he's going to fix it by himself. He, he's, gonna, he's going to give you grace, but he's also going to connect you with people that can really help facilitate your healing. You know, the fact of the matter is you could have been listening to anything today, but the fact that you were listening to this show and that this particular topic may really be God's way of saying, Narissa, I'm telling you, you can trust in me because I'm going to lead you step by step into a place of healing, but walk with me through this steps do the things i'm directing you toward it's not that he's just going to all of a sudden snap his fingers and all the anxiety goes away we'd all love for that to happen with every major prayer that we have but what he will always do is walk us through step by step if we're listening to what he's saying to us if we're open to that and it sounds like you really are wanting to be open to that um, so, Nerissa, I'm going to give you some resources in just a minute, but, but I'd like to offer us uh, also a practical suggestion for managing your anxiety better, especially in your marriage. What I'm hearing you say is that something triggers your anxiety, and then you sort of start lashing out. You, know, you said you get angry, uh, you get you're kind of stressed, and you start taking it out on your husband, and, and you know he's not sure what to do for you. Or you get depressed, and those are pretty normal reactions when we're dealing with anxiety, because we're hurting, and we're afraid. And if you, know, if you picture an animal, like a dog that gets afraid of something it it lashes out it snaps it growls it shakes because it's truly afraid 
Well, we have very much the same kind of defensive instincts. So the fact that this is happening in your marriage is a byproduct of what you're feeling from the anxiety. But what I want you to realize, okay, is that, that when you're feeling that way, what you're trying to do is get help. You're trying to say, I feel so scared and out of control. I need somebody to fix this. And that's what the anger is. That's what the lashing out is all about. It's, it's like, husband, fix this for me. Yeah, I'm hurting and I need to, to have somebody help me with this. And you're not helping me with this right now. So I'm going to lash out some way. Now, um, I, I, I hope that you can hear in, in my saying that, that, that that's not going to work, right? Because when, when we're feeling that out of order, that dysregulated, nobody else can really help us because we're not terrifically receptive to their help. Um, we, we want other people to kind of magically fix the problem, whatever that is, but that doesn't always work either, right? Uh, and so what I want you to recognize is that, that, that I'm, okay, you're needing to feel help. You're needing to feel in control uh, of yourself uh, so you can take positive steps to respond to whatever is happening. And that's not going to happen until you learn steps to take down your own emotional temperature. Now, I'm guessing there are certain things that you probably already have in your toolbox that you can use to help yourself get re-regulated whenever you're getting wound up like that. I'd really encourage you to look at those things, to make a list of what are those things that you can do that help you in the moment to, to calm down a bit, whether that's praying through it, you know, taking deep breaths. There are simple grounding exercises that you can do that say, okay, I'm going to look around the room. You know, I'm going to, what's the temperature in the room? And then five things that I'm seeing, five things that I'm hearing, you know, five things that I feel. Because the point is when you're, when you're that spun out, you're, you're not really feeling um, in the moment, right? And so doing simple exercises like those deep breathing exercises, like intentionally slowing down your speech and actions because that kind of taps the break in your brain, which starts to help slow down the rest of your body too, or these grounding exercises, they help you refocus and get back in the moment so that you can think again and start to problem solve as opposed to just reacting and spinning out. Well, and it's also regrounding you in the fact that Jesus is here in the present. You know, the, the, the past is the past. The future is not a reality. And it's often just, you know, lies we, we are telling ourselves or the enemy is telling us of all the could happens. But when we're, we ground ourselves in the present and we get ourselves to a point where our brain realizes where we are and we can slow down, then God is with us and he can come in and help us with those thoughts, help us with those bodily reactions again, because he is truly present in the here and now. You know, I heard somebody once say, God is, God, we can find grace in the situation, but not in our imagination. Yeah, exactly. uh, and so, you know, when we're imagining all the things that could go wrong, it's hard to find that that grace, but we can find the grace in the situation if we can ground ourselves in the present again and, and get ourselves to calm down first and then, you know, go to your husband and say, let's, I have this concern, let's work through this together. Now, those are skills that you can use in the moment of that anxiety or, or panic, but really seeking good pastoral counseling on this that can help you learn skills that you can use all the time. But heal anything that's informing that anxiety, past hurts, messages that you got growing up on, you know, what's going to happen, anything that's triggering that anxiety and feeling it. If you work with a pastoral counselor on that, you'll get good 
spiritual and psychological healing and skills for it. So, Narissa, if you're interested in the resources that we have to offer you, I'd encourage you to check out my book, Unworried, A Life Without Anxiety, which looks at how to address anxiety from a spiritual, uh, emotional, relational uh, perspective. And you can also learn more about the Pastoral Solutions Institute's pastoral telecounseling practice, where you can work with a faithful, professional Catholic counselor to help you find tools to overcome anxiety uh, and really live more fully in God's grace. Um, if you'd like to learn more, you can go to catholiccounselors.com and check it out. And I hope that you'll reach out to us there. But, but by all means, start using the techniques we suggested in the call. Uh, but we, if you'd like more personal support, we're here for you. catholiccounselors.com check it out. And that goes for you listeners as well. I hope that you'll come on over to our place and check out the resources we have for you to lead a more peaceful life. You've God bless. listening to More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa Popchek. More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and is carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Dan McGraw. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net.